Hello, Ashpira. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So, can we start? Uh, I can anytime you're ready. Okay. Hi everyone, a very warm welcome to episode 6 of season 1, Make a Change. We have today's representation of India by me. We have the United States of America represented by today's guest who is a radio host, speaker and the author of Crazy Good Advice. Then lessons learned from 150 leading social entrepreneurs. Not just this, he's also a former Fortune 500 executive with extensive experience in strategy planning, talent management, and leadership development. So, very warm welcome to Tony Lloyd. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here, Ashwira. Thanks a lot. So, my first question is when we start as a professional speaker, People usually feel that you should have professional training, you should have coaching, you should have schooling, or you should have some kind of degree. But the reality is something else. The, the reality is that the message that stays within us is what we have really to put across on the stage. So tell us where exactly the journey started, where you found the message within you. And that is why you transformed your business or transformed your life into an industry which is called the professional speaking industry, where the entire idea is about impacting and inspiring. Really, <laughs> how you really found that message that you really wanted to bring onto the stage and to the world? Right. So the, there are many questions packed in there, right? Uh, we'll take them a little bit at a time. And one of the things that I would say is I think we are all speakers. We are all very natural. It's when we get this idea that someone is standing up on a stage and they're, you know, in front of an audience, we think that that is different. But the truth is that you and I are speaking here today and speaking from a stage is not that much different. So, um, so I think that, um, you know, just thinking about stories that you have to tell, thinking about um, things that you can talk about from your life that other people can relate to. And, you know, Ashwira, I would say that you are a speaker, right? Because you have this wonderful podcast called Make a Change. And so that makes you a speaker too. Right, right, right. Amazing. And Tony, to add to that, if at all somebody has to ask you, what is your message in one line? What will you really presenting as a message in one line, one sentence or a one phrase? What is my message? Is that the question? Um, I'm, uh, like, I want to ask it, what is your message to the people about public speaking? About public speaking, right. So I would say um, a friend of mine calls it unspeakers. So if you think about things that are not, they are un. And so speaking, I think when it comes to speaking, it is just simply about having a conversation. It is about, uh, it is about finding the stories within you and telling those stories in a way that other people hear those stories and then in their mind, they can play the same story. So if I tell you about when I was a young man, when I was 14 years old, just a year younger than you, and I tried to swim across the lake, but I got in the middle of the lake 
and I realized that I couldn't make it to the other side. And all of a sudden, I found myself in a lot of trouble because I couldn't swim back to the shore behind me, and I couldn't sw- swim to the shore in front of me. And I start telling that with lots of color and sense, and and and、uh, you know, sight and sound and smell and and all that. That、um, you can begin to imagine yourself in that place. And so we have been telling stories to one another since we were. You know, back in the caveman days, all the way up to today. So I think that、um, the main thing I would say about、uh, speaking is speak. <laughs>、uh, the way that you know if you are a speaker is to simply speak. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. As most of us know, that you were not in a stable condition. You were suffering from depression some time back. Can you share what actually happened with you and how you overcome this situation?、Uh, that's a that's a good question, and I think that a lot of people are suffering from depression in the middle of this、uh, pandemic. And I have to say, Ashwira, I listened to your podcast where you talked about sort of the blessing of the pandemic, and I think that was really fascinating because、uh, when we are in situations like this, when we find ourselves Disconnected from other people, or disconnected from our friends, or or our community, or disconnected from nature because we can't go outside, or disconnected in different ways, it is very easy to become anxious and depressed. And so there's there is a very good book that I recommend. It's called Lost Connections: Why You Are Depressed and How to Find Hope, and it's written by someone named Johann Hari. And Johan traveled the world looking for the latest、uh, research and information about anxiety and depression, and he interviewed the top experts in the world. And what he found was that、uh, many people equate anxiety and depression with、uh, changes in the chemistry of your brain or with your genetic disposition. And Johan found that. Those two things can cause anxiety and depression, but in addition to that, it's really there are seven un- there are seven other、uh, causes of anxiety and depression, and they all have to do with being disconnected, right? So disconnected from other people, or meaningful values, or status and respect, or the natural world, or from meaningful work, or all these different things where we are disconnected, and so. At the end of 2018,、uh, I was、uh, feeling very anxious and depressed, and a friend of mine recommended this book to me, "Lost Connections: Why You Are Depressed and How to Find Hope." And I read it, and what it told me was that the problem wasn't that my brain was broken; the problem was that I had become disconnected from things that were important to me. And so, what I did was I created a self-assessment, and I measured myself、uh, in ten different areas: my my physical, my emotional, my intellectual, spiritual, social, marital, family, my、uh, vocation, my financial, and my avocation, which includes things like hobbies and causes. And I measured myself like on a scale of one to ten: where am I, and where do I want to be? And then I made a plan to take myself in each of those ten areas from where I was then 
to my best life. And so in 2019, I lived what I called it was a personal experiment, and I called it my year of personal bests. And I, I uh, set a plan to improve myself in these 10 different areas, and I went about to accomplish the, that plan. And at the end of the year, here's, here's really where I landed, and I think this is kind of the message right now, is uh, I feel like we are here on earth to connect, right? So that's what I learned from the book, to connect with one another, to connect with, you know, with God, to connect with nature, to connect with others. And we are here to contribute. We are here to contribute something to the world. So you are contributing this amazing podcast that you're doing and, and your videos and your beats and your other things that you're doing. And so we are here to contribute, and each of us contributes in a different way. And But before we can connect with others and before we can contribute to the world, we first have to practice self-care. We have to take care of ourselves because you cannot pour from an empty vessel. And so it's thriving first, then connect, then contribute. And so I say that a lot now, thrive, then connect, then contribute. Absolutely. It's like totally true. And thanks for recommending that book. I'm sure that this will really help a lot of ones. So according to research, depression rates are soaring among kids as young as 12 and young adults up to 25. No age group over 25 has a depression rate higher than 10%. But the younger groups all do and the rates among college age adults has increased the most. So according to you, what is the main cause of depression among the youth and why today's teens are more depressed than ever? You know, I would say uh, there are a few things. One, I would say that we we believe that connecting through social media is the same thing as connecting in real life. But it's not true. It's not the same thing. It's like the difference between watching a video of a golf game and actually going out on a golf course and playing golf. Those are two completely different experiences. So um, so I think one is we misunderstand what real deep human connections look like. And so working on that of, of deep listening with one another and being fully present with one another the other thing, I think sometimes we believe uh, our values get twisted around so that we believe that we have to have external approval from others in order to be a good human being. So you and I both are podcasters. You know, I know that when I release a new podcast, if it gets very few downloads, I can let that bother me. I can begin to think, oh, no, I'm not a very good podcaster. And then another one will get a lot of downloads and I'll go, oh, I'm a wonderful podcaster. But but it's not really true that that what I my value doesn't come from the affirmation that I receive from the world. My value comes from within. It is it is the source of my value to recognize the the goodness and the humanity and the wonderful part person that I am. And so I think that having these values that say what's important is the internal validation versus the external validation. If I post something on Facebook and nobody likes it or comments on it, that doesn't mean that I'm a good person or a bad person. That's Those are junk values. What's really healthy values is affirming myself from within. 
I totally agree with you and that point was really fascinating. So, what suggestion or message you would like to give to the youth of today regarding this issue of depression? Uh, I would say first of all take it seriously uh and second of all tell someone. You know, when I when I told you the story about feeling anxiety and depression um I had gone to breakfast with a friend of mine his name is Michael and I had been depressed for a very long time but I had not told anyone. And so that morning when Michael said to me, "How are you doing?" I made a decision to tell him the truth. I am depressed. And then when when I told him, he didn't try to fix me. He just listened very patiently. He empathized with me. And then he did have this resource that he could offer me this book Lost Connections. And so I think the first thing when you're experiencing anxiety and depression, it's important to tell someone. There's an old saying, name the secret and you get its power. So when you tell someone what you're feeling, then that takes the power away from that thing that you're feeling. So first of all, tell someone. And second of all, if someone tells you, don't try to fix them. Listen patiently, listen calmly, assure them that it's okay, that it's normal, that we all go through times when we feel anxious and depressed. Uh and then the third thing I would say is if this anxiety and depression persists, then seek help. find someone who can help you um from a professional level and that may be a counselor it may be a uh, a trusted friend it may be someone with um you know with the several degrees and they're very uh you know they're a doctor so whatever that help is whatever you need find the help and seek it out but but step number 1 you have to confess that you're feeling the anxiety and depression I absolutely agree with you and I also would like to say that you should tell someone you should share the feelings that you are having it's like just normal nothing like you should not feel that uh, the other person will tease you or make will fun of you it's totally normal so Tony you discussed in many of your interviews that you left your job and started as a social entrepreneur and begin to mentor change makers So can you tell our audience what inspired you to become a social entrepreneur? Yeah. Well, first, <coughs> excuse me. Let me just uh, make sure that we define a social entrepreneur. They are someone who who they are like an entrepreneur, but their business also has a social or an environmental impact. Uh and I'll give you a couple of examples of that and then I'll talk about my journey. Um so for example there is a there is a um a a cereal that is made and the cereal is called Soulful Project S O U L F U L Soulful Project and the, uh these two people Megan Shay and Chip Heim they started this project because they were working at a food bank giving away food and someone came and they were very hungry and they helped them but then they thought how can we help more people So they created this cereal and the cereal is very nutritious. They worked with the food bank and the food bank recommended what should go into the cereal. They also made it very delicious because they worked with food scientists to make it just a really good tasty food. And now for every um every serving of food that they they sell, they take the money and they give away food to people at the food bank. Uh or there are uh, there are other kinds of companies like that. So um 
anyway, the the uh, the companies make both a dollar and a difference, right? They make money and they have a meaning. And for me, I was a Fortune 500 executive. I worked inside of a corporation.、Uh, I was a vice president, and at some point, I realized that too much of our money and too much of our attention was. Focused on the shareholders, so those are the people who own the stocks and bonds that that belong to the company, right? So the stocks that belong to the company, and so we were spending too much time thinking about and serving them, but the company had forgotten to serve our employees and the planet and the community and other stakeholders and other people who had an interest in our success, and so. I left my corporate job and I began to mentor these young social entrepreneurs through the University of Minnesota, and、um, I live in Minnesota in the United States. And so I began to mentor them, and then eventually I began to interview them, and I started a podcast called Social Entrepreneur.、Uh, and today, you know, I'm an author. I'm a, I wrote a book about it. It's called Crazy Good Advice. You mentioned that up front. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. I'm a coach. And then also,、um, I、uh, am an instructor now at the University of Minnesota、uh, in a class in the Global Grand Challenge curriculum, and we're teaching young entrepreneurs how to, or young students, how to become entrepreneurs and to launch businesses that make a difference in the world. Fascinating! It was really inspiring when you took the examples of the people, and it was really like motivating and. I am sure that these things will really help a person who will listen to our podcast. Very good. So you started your project Anti-Racist Voter, which was created in response to the murder of George Floyd. Can you brief about the project? Yes. So、uh, I I mentioned earlier that I live in Minnesota. I live near Minneapolis. I'm just just near St. Paul, which is very near Minneapolis, and. And when George Floyd was murdered,、uh, I was very upset about that. And you know, I am a 61-year-old white male, and so the 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 question I had for myself was, how can I make a difference about dismantling systemic racism? And I had been aware of the fact for a long time, and I had tried different things and. On my podcast, I've interviewed a lot of women, a lot of black women, a lot of、uh, people of color,、uh, to ask about their struggles and then what they were doing about it.、And、many of them had good solutions about education and housing and different things. So, when George Floyd was murdered, I I said something on Facebook about how upset I was, and a friend of mine said to me, "Well, you have an audience, you have a platform." You should do something about that, and so、um, I knew, though, that as a white, sixty-one-year-old male, that the work could not center on me. It had to center on the community and the people in the community already doing the work. And so I put up a website. I talked about the importance of、uh, voting to dismantle systemic racism. But the other thing that I did was I started. Now I, I now produce three different podcasts. So this was my third podcast called Anti-Racist Voter. And between now and the election in the United States, 
we are interviewing people to talk about um, you know criminal justice and economic justice and environmental justice and education healthcare uh, immigration voting rights and different topics to talk about how do we use our vote to dismantle systemic racism wow what a step you've taken and like it's totally inspiring if we as a human being if all of us would take a small step towards change then we'll surely bring some sort of change in this world you're also the best selling author of best selling book crazy good advice 10 lessons learned from 150 leading social entrepreneurs what is the main theme of the book can you give a brief about it <laughs> yes well there you know as i as the title implies there are 10 different lessons learned that that I had learned from these uh, social entrepreneurs that I was interviewing. And so I compiled them into this book and sold the book and it did very well. But honestly, Ashwira, if if I were to take the entire book and I were to summarize it in one little phrase, it would be this that miracles find you while you're in motion, which it, which really means that it's almost as if there are all these coincidences or or um circumstances that surprise us and all these things are around us as if they are a cloud and the problem is though that we can't run into them as long as we are sitting still and sitting on our hands and not moving it's the moment that we stand up that we go into motion that we start working on the thing that we care about that is when we begin to make progress so uh, i would say the number one thing that i learned from it is if you have an idea and you have a passion just start you're not going to get it right at the beginning you will find different ways to do it you will change and pivot and all that but just like you did when you during quarantine you know you made beats you made videos now you're making this podcast called make a change you saw something that you could do and you took action and now you're making a difference so the only way you can make a difference is if you go into motion absolutely and i'm i'll suggest everyone to read this book and i i i'm also i've ordered the book and it's on the way i will read of course i will read the book I think these are very good insights to cover. I think you know that really gives us strategic input as to what you can do so that is a win to win situation for both sides. Thank you so much Tony. Before we end this interview, I have a very important question to ask you. If people are really starting in their careers, where they have to be on stage what is one advice that you will give to them to really leave the imposter syndrome on the chair below the stage and walk up with the confidence to really go and impact the world you know i would say the number one uh, suggestion i would give is that when you're on the stage the focus isn't really on you i recognize that you're the person in the front of the room that the spotlight is shining on you but the truth is it's not about you it's about your audience and so when when you focus on yourself you can run into imposter syndrome you can run into anxiety you can become you know you you get that anxious feeling and you're sweating and oh my goodness but what's more important is that you pay attention to your audience because when you pay attention to your audience 
then the focus is off of you and it helps you to relax and to connect. So that's the number one thing I would say. That is an amazing insight. Thank you so much, Tony. It has been a pleasure having you on the show. I'm so glad you could share the wisdom with people all across the world through the show. Thank you, Ashwira. Guys, don't forget to read the book Crazy Good Advice: Ten Lessons Learned from 150 Leading Social Entrepreneurs, and do listen his podcast shows, Social Entrepreneur and the Thrive Connect Contribute. which are downloaded more than half a million times in over 180 countries don't forget to follow tony lloyd on all possible social media platforms like in the description the show make a change to get all uh, just subscribe the show make a change to get all the notifications of the episodes give your reviews because everyone's views really matters Follow me on Instagram for further updates. Link in the description. Share the episode with with as people as possible, so that you can really make a change in this world. Thank you so much, guys.